Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. You can take your seats tonight. Isn't it awesome that we can come into the house of God with expectation? We don't come to the house of God just thinking, oh, we've got to endure something for a moment. No, we come expecting to meet with God. We come expecting something good to happen in our life. Who's expecting something good to happen in your life tonight? Amen. That's amazing. And, and you know what? I get really excited about the supernatural or the, how the way the natural correlates to the supernatural. Peter's little thing he was sharing about the clouds tonight and, and uh, you know, the lightning come in and all that. It's just exciting. I love the way God kind of mingles things together and confirms things and encourages you. When you come to bring the Word of God, He encourages you because often there's things said during the service that sort of wrap it up. I loved it this morning. Pastor Ross was sharing from Luke chapter 4 how that Jesus declared that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He's anointed me to proclaim freedom to the captives and um, to the prisoners as well. And He was distinguishing between the prisoners and the captives, those that are, you know, uh, people being held captive by others or things done to them or people have done things and got themselves into a bit of a mess, you know. And how many people know tonight captives are going to get set free? People, t- people who are prisoners are going to get released tonight. But the thing that excited me is that I'm actually sharing uh, from that portion of Scripture a bit tonight, but I'm sharing another bit that's tucked in there. Among the other things that Jesus said that He, he uh, came to proclaim was that uh, He came to proclaim recovery of sight for the blind. Recovery of sight to the blind. And, uh, you know, we know that the Bible tells us Jesus is the light of the world. Right, and he came into a world that was in darkness. Spiritually, peak, spiritually speaking, there were a people who were in darkness, and he came and brought light into the darkness. And 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, the Bible tells us the God of this age has blinded the eyes of unbelievers so they might not see the light of the gospel. And there's a lot of people out there that just, just don't seem to get it. Something's holding back truth from them. They're not embracing the truth. And there are those that would also refuse to accept the truth when they hear the truth and they remain in darkness. And the Pharisees, which are in Scripture, they're the religious, self-righteous people. And Jesus gave them such a hard time. I love the way Jesus kept on getting up their noses and everything like that. But but after Jesus had healed a man who was born blind in John chapter 9, we find him there getting up the Pharisees' noses, and he says uh, that I have come to judge the world, and I have come to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. And there's a difference, isn't there? Some people think I've got it all figured out. They think I know it all. You can't tell me anything. And Jesus says, you are blind. And so it's really, really important to keep our hearts and our eyes open to the Lord. You know, in the New Testament, there's several accounts of Jesus healing the blind. Sometimes it was one or two at a time, but there's also a number of accounts of him actually healing multitudes. And, uh, and it says that in the multitudes that he healed, all of them were healed. Those multitudes, no doubt, would have also uh, included blind people. And we actually see it in Luke chapter 7, verse 21. It says, along with healing uh, many people of different infirmities, 
uh, afflictions and evil spirits and all that. It actually says there, he gave sight to many blind. It's pretty awesome, eh? And uh, some of the people, when Jesus healed them uh, and restored their sight, he said to them, do you believe that I can do this? And when they said, yes, Lord, he says, okay, according to your faith, it will be done to you. In other words, what you believe, you will receive. What you expect will happen, will happen. And if you come to church tonight with an expectation that God's going to do something extraordinary in your life, He'll do something extraordinary in your life. If you just come here going, oh, it's just church, well, it's just going to be church for you. But expect, and tonight I pray that the Word of God is going to also stir an expectation in your heart to receive something amazing from the Lord. And so Jesus, he healed the sick. He healed the blind along with all of the others. Sometimes, you know, by he, the way he healed the blind was to spit in their eye. And that's pretty disgusting, but it seemed to work. So if you're blind, come out the front and I'll spit in your eye later. And uh, no, but sometimes he also made gooby mud pies and, and pushed gooby mud pies in people's eyes. And that seemed to work as well. And, and, and he poked people in the eye. No, it didn't really, but uh, he could have. The Bible says that the, 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 the whole world couldn't contain the books of what Jesus did. He could have poked people in the eye when he was healing them. I and mean, if Smith Wigglesworth was alive back then, he would have poked them in the eye. Because uh, if you know anything about Smith Wigglesworth, if you had an ulcer or a cancer in your stomach, he'd just punch you in the stomach, you know. And so, but don't worry, we won't do that to you tonight either. But all of the healing of of uh, the blind that Jesus did, it's all awesome, isn't it? I mean, anyone who gets, gets healed who is blind, it's an awesome thing that happens. But there's one that seems to stand out in Scripture. And uh, this is the one that I want to look at tonight. And it's the healing of a blind man called Bartimaeus. And the thing that stands out, it's, it's a bit distinguishes this one from all others, is that he got his name in the book. And I think that's pretty special. I mean, if you get your name in the book, I mean, the book of all books, you get your name. Imagine your name was written in the Bible. That's pretty awesome, eh? And so he got his name in the book. So was there some great significance about his name, or was God just really impressed by Bartimaeus's faith? Now, there's other people in Scripture that, that impressed and moved Jesus by their faith. Uh, there was that centurion. Remember the Roman centurion that came to Jesus and, you know, his servant lay sick and paralyzed. And, and uh, you know, Jesus, well, I'll come and heal him, which we would get pretty excited about. Jesus is coming to my house. But Jesus, the, the centurion says, no, you don't need to do that. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus turned to the crowd and he went, whoa, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And then what he said, what you said will happen. What you've declared will happen. Your servant was healed. And it's like, these, this is what I see like the lightnings of heaven. See, God, as you were saying before, is not limited to time and space. And, you know, we can exercise faith here and someone over there can get healed. Someone in another place, the lightning of God, God is not limited. He can reach down and touch people with his power. And he can do that here in this place tonight. He can do this for a loved one of yours as well, maybe somewhere else tonight, which is pretty awesome. So there was the centurion. He impressed Jesus by his faith. There was the, the uh, Samaritan woman. Remember that woman who, who you understand Jews and, and uh, the Samaritans, they just didn't get on. They, they, they didn't hang out at all. And here's Jesus having a dinner party with his disciples. And this woman turns up at the dinner party and Jesus is ignoring her. And, and so she gets right in his face. She gets in the face of God. She, 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 she's been shunned, but she just won't have anything of that. 
Jesus says, you know, I've come for the lost sheep of the house of Israel, only goodbye, get out of here, you dog, basically, he said to her. You know? And she got in the face of Jesus, man. She said, yeah, Lord, even the, the dogs eat the crumbs from under the master's table. And Jesus went, whoa, you've got great faith. And her miracle was given to her. Her daughter was, demon, was delivered. She wasn't even there. Again, it was the lightnings of heaven. It was just faith exercise, released the power of God into a situation, and somebody's life was changed in a mighty way. God was, Jesus was impressed by her faith. There's also, of course, the woman with the issue of blood. We know the story. Who snuck up behind Jesus when he was going through the crowd and picked his pocket for a portion of his power, that is. I mean, she just... <laughs> She just went, I want some of that, and got hold of Jesus, and she got healed right there on the spot. And Jesus says to her, woman, your faith has made you well. He was impressed by that, you know. So there are others there in Scripture who had great faith, who exercised faith that made Jesus go, woohoo, like that. But still, only Bart, Bartimaeus, got his name in the book. And you know, this same story appears to pop up in Matthew chapter 20. And this time in Matthew chapter 20, there's actually two blind men. And it doesn't use names there. It just says there was two blind men. But the story is so identical in so many ways that many scholars say it's the same story. But for some reason, the writer who brought up the name Bartimaeus just forgot about the other guy. It didn't seem to be so significant. But there is a significance about the name Bartimaeus. And, and I want to have a look at this Bartimaeus guy and have a look at the story tonight because it's pretty amazing really how it, it just applies to a lot of us in our lives. Mark chapter 10 and verse 46 to 52. I'm going to read the story and it says this, and so they reached Jericho later as Jesus and his disciples left town, a crowd was following. A beggar named Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, was sitting beside the road as Jesus was going by. When Bartimaeus heard that Jesus from Nazareth was nearby, he began to shout out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Be quiet, some of the people yelled at him. But he only shouted louder, Son of David, have mercy on me. When Jesus heard him, he stopped and said, Tell him to come here. So they called the blind man. Cheer up, they said. Come on, he's calling you. Bartimaeus threw aside his coat and jumped up and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked. Teacher, the blind man said, I want to see. Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has healed you. And instantly the blind man could see. Then he followed Jesus down the road. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence here in this place tonight. And I thank you for your anointing to preach your word. And I'm dependent upon you tonight. And Father, I pray that you'd cause faith to rise in every heart here, whatever circumstance they might find themselves in. Lord, that you might raise them up tonight, that you might touch their lives tonight, that you might do something amazing, bring a transformation to people for your glory, we pray in Jesus' precious name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You know, this is a, quite an interesting story. Here it says, Bartimaeus, and then in brackets, says the son of Timaeus. Now, Bartimaeus means the son of Timaeus. So the Bible's saying, son of Timaeus, son of Timaeus, which is a really strange thing to actually put in the Bible. Two times the same thing. That's like saying McDonald, McDonald. 
Ronald McDonald's bad enough, but McDonald McDonald would be really, really bad. I've actually got a cousin called Ewan McEwen. Uh, <laughs> it's not as bad as McEwen McEwen, but uh, anyway, it's interesting that the name is put there twice. Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus, or Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, son of Timaeus, son of Timaeus. It's very interesting to notice that Timaeus has two meanings. The first meaning, or not necessarily the first meaning, but one meaning of Timaeus is honored. And, and perhaps Bartimaeus' father could have been somebody who was well respected in society. He could have been someone of high standing. He, he perhaps uh, was, was um, someone that maybe he was a politician. Maybe he was a religious leader in the town. And, and he was, things were going well for him. So you should have also expected things to go well for Bart. Even though he was, this, he was blind, he, he could have had a, still had a good life. He could have been well-educated, well-looked after by a well-to-do father. He perhaps should have been living in a mansion. But the, the thing I was thinking about this afternoon is, is you know, had Bartimaeus' father been a religious leader, perhaps he had been a Pharisee, then you've got to look at this. Back in those days, there was a stigma attached to people who were sick. And, and there was, in fact, another story of a blind man in Matthew chapter 9. And when Jesus is walking with his disciples into town, they see the blind man sitting by the side of the road. And the disciples say to Jesus, Jesus, who sinned? Was it him or his parents that he was born blind? So there's an immediate assumption that someone who is blind or someone who has a specific infirmity has committed some sin or someone close to them has committed some sin. So you could imagine a religious leader with a blind child. It's like that could be pointing a bit of a negative finger at them. And so it perhaps could have happened that Bartimaeus' father, instead of honoring and looking after him, he's pushed him out. He's put him out of the house. When he was a child, they found, oh, he's blind. Get rid of him. Stick him out on the side of the road. Look after himself. We don't want to be associated with that. Perhaps could have happened in Bartimaeus' life. You know, it's interesting to note the other meaning of Timaeus means to be defiled, polluted, unclean, foul, dirty. And this is exactly where we find Bartimaeus. We find him sitting beside the road, begging in the dirt. And and you've got to understand the roadsides back in those days. It's not a pretty thing with flowers along or curbs and all that and footpaths and the roadside back in those days, they used to have the horses and the cart and the donkeys and the cattle and the sheep and everything would walk down the road. And they would sweep everything off the road to the roadside. So all along the roadside, there were horse poo cakes and cow patties and, and sheep little chocolate balls or whatever you call them. What do you call those? Sheep droppings. It's funny how sheep do these little round things isn't it and these were all brushed to the side of the road and that's what Bartimaeus was sitting in he spent his life sitting in poo in New Zealand if you follow the cattle trucks down the road and you've got a lot of big cattle trucks right and some in cattle at the best of times are a bit loose let me just put it like that and it's green right and you follow those cattle trucks down the road and it's pouring out just a fountain of this green stuff 
is pouring out alongside of the road. And sometimes you're driving your car and you've washed your car and you've got a nice clean, clean windscreen. And then suddenly there's just all these little spots coming all over your windscreen. And, and it's, of course, going all over your car. And it's all this poo and it's disgusting. And it's gross. It's just, and, and, and this is where Bartimaeus was. He spent his life sitting in the dirt, in the muck. That's what his name spoke over him. And that was his existence. Bartimaeus had lost his vision. He was a nobody. He just sat there going nowhere every day, sitting in the muck, and all he was doing was just begging to survive. You know, how often what God esteems, the devil attacks and defiles. Do you know that you were created in the image of God? You were created for a good purpose. God has great plans for you. And that's why you're so good looking is because you were created in the image of God. You know, and, and, and he's got good plans for you. He's got, a, he's got things in mind for your life. But the thief, the Bible says, comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. He wants to mess you up. He wants to rip you off. And that's happened to some. As a child, some have been abused. Some of us, maybe we've had an accident in our life or we've had a serious illness that's come along with us. Perhaps it's led to an addiction. Or maybe a wrong choice has led us on a path of disaster and we find ourselves sidelined in life and we have lost our vision. In Proverbs chapter 29, verse 11, the Bible says, without a vision, people come to nothing. And so often, people have just been so smashed by what's happened to them in their life and just thrown aside and, and there, their life just seems to get wasted, to feel like dirt, sitting in depression, and other people are looking down on you. Other people are rejecting you. But the good news is you don't have to stay there. Can you say amen to that tonight? We don't have to stay in that sort of a place. Let's have a look at Bartimaeus, and let's see how he came out from the side of the road and began to enter into the life that God had for him. The first thing we see about Bartimaeus is that he cried out, he cried out. Two times we see the Scripture say, Son of Timaeus, Son of Timaeus. And it's almost like it's shouting out his heritage. It's shouting out that he should have been honored, but then it also shouts out that here he is sitting in the dirt. And it's amazing that Bartimaeus two times shouted out, Son of David. And it's like he was appealing to the heritage of Christ. And, and, and he was reaching out to Jesus and crying out to Jesus. Here he is saying, some people have honored me, but other people have rejected me. Other people look at me and they just see me unclean. What about you? How are you going to respond? You know, when he, the first time he cried out, the people in the crowd did just that. They said, be quiet. They, they just told him to shut up. They said he used a piece of dirt. They despised him. But he shouted all the more louder. It's awesome. Don't let people stop you from receiving what God has got for your life. You know, when Bartimaeus shouted out, Jesus himself, who later in his life was going to be despised and rejected by men, heard Bartimaeus cry. And it stopped Jesus right there in his tracks. And Jesus, when he stopped, he turned around. And it was amazing because Jesus then told the very people who were despising and rejecting Bartimaeus to bring him to Jesus. It's pretty cool, eh? 
he, he's, he's already right there at that spot begun the work. The son of David already began to redeem the son of Timaeus and even redeem the meaning of his name. So Bartimaeus would no longer be sitting there unclean, but he was going to be made honored and lifted up by Jesus. Hallelujah. So then what Bartimaeus did, the Bible says, he threw aside his coat and jumped up. Now that's a really interesting thing because that, that coat that Bartimaeus had, wasn't just an ordinary coat. It was the coat that identified him as a beggar. This was the only way that Bartimaeus could survive. It was issued by the government. It gave him legitimacy. The person wearing that coat, therefore, was qualified to collect arms. I don't know why anybody would want to collect arms, but I would rather collect money. But uh, he collected arms. And uh, when Bartimaeus threw aside his coat, he would never be able to find that again. Here's a blind man gets up and just goes woohoo and chucks his coat and right there he's making a pretty pretty strong bold declaration he's saying i don't need this anymore i don't need this anymore jesus is here i am going to be healed i am no longer going to be dependent upon the government i'm no longer going to be dependent upon the help of man he had become that day dependent upon the Lord who was Jehovah Jireh, his provider, who was Jehovah Rapha, his healer. You know, the sad reality, is we live in an amazing country, a country that we've got so many, um, we've got a great government. We've got a country that looks after us. We've got a country that helps us when we're down. And praise God for our government. Praise God for the, for the aid that people receive and the, the different benefits that people receive. But the sad reality is that there are some people that would prefer to remain in the dirt holding on to their coat instead of letting it go. They remain their whole life dependent upon the government. And they don't want to lose their unemployment or their sickness benefit or even the attention that they get from the situation that they've found themselves in. So throwing aside our coat sometimes really means taking a big step of faith and uh, believing that God has got a better future for you. Now, getting up is one thing, but jumping up is another thing altogether. <laughs> and Bartimaeus, when he jumped up there, he's just going like, Woohoo! I am finished with sitting here feeling sorry for myself. I am out of here. It's pretty awesome, eh? And he just got up and, and he went to Jesus. I'm kind of, they must have grabbed him by the hand. The Bible didn't say anyone actually grabbed him by the hand, but he just jumped up and started walking. So I know he's in that direction somewhere. I'm going over there. It's pretty cool. Number three, he told Jesus what he wanted. Now you might find it kind of odd that Jesus actually asked the question of a blind man standing in front of him, what do you want me to do for you? It's kind of obvious, don't you think? I mean, the guy's blind. You wouldn't you automatically just heal him of his blindness. But you would actually be quite surprised at what some people say to you when you ask them, what do you want? And sadly, I've played, prayed for blind people and I've asked them, what do you want? And they say, you know, I've got this um, problem with my stomach or something like that, completely different. Or I've had people in wheelchairs come out and I'm, I'm just like, well, I'm, I think they're going to want to be get up. 
and they'll just say, you know, well, I've got this headache or I've got something else going on. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, it's just so sad. I just wish they, they came with an expectation. I wish they came with a faith for something more than that because I'd love to see them get out of their wheelchair. I'd love to see their blind eyes open, you know. And, uh, but it's really awesome because Jesus said that to Bartimaeus. He said, what do you want? And Bartimaeus said, teacher, I want to see. And when you have a look at the account of the story in Luke chapter 18, it's really cool how Jesus responded to that. Bartimaeus says, teacher, I want to see. Jesus says, all right, you can see. Isn't that a kind of, it's so matter of fact, just the way Jesus, well, okay then. I want to see, okay, do it. That's what it's like, just do it. Just be healed. It's just awesome the way Jesus, what do you want tonight? What have you come here for? Number four, final point, his faith healed him. His faith healed him. Verse 52, Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has healed you. You know, this man set in motion the law of faith. And the law of faith must have a reaction. You know, in in this world, there is physical laws. There are spiritual laws. There's the physical law of sowing and reaping. You've probably heard teaching about that when you sow a seed in the ground. You don't need teaching about that. You see it on the farm. Someone who goes sows a seed in the ground, you sow a seed in your garden, you get something from that seed. You just put a little bit of seed, you get a a little bit of a crop. You sow a lot of seed, you get a big crop. You sow an abundance of seed, you get a great harvest. And the Bible says, if you sow generously, you will reap generously. If you sow sparingly, you will reap sparingly. That's a, it's a physical law. It's a spiritual law. You sow seed, you reap a harvest. And God blesses those who give generously, as you've already heard tonight. But there's also um, another law. And if I was to take this glass of water here and go like this, right up the middle, what's going to happen? Some people are going to get wet. Well, first of all, the water is going to go up, right? I'll try not to hit the television. The water will go up, but then it's going to come down, isn't it? Why is it going to come down? Gravity. It's a law. Okay, I'll do it just to the side. So, are you ready? Here we go. Nah, joking. That says something, doesn't it? It's too good to waste, isn't it? Not saying throwing water on you would be wasting it or anything like that, but I just wanted to drink it. But, you know, it's not in my mouth anymore, is it? Where is it? It's in my stomach. Why? It's gone down because of gravity, the law of gravity. You know, there's a, there's a spiritual law of gravity. It's the law of faith. Because when you pray prayers of faith or even make declarations of faith, it's that faith that's attached to those prayers or those requests from heaven that will literally bring the answers to those prayers from heaven to earth. Amen? It's our faith in action will stop Jesus in his tracks. It's our faith in action that will bring healing into our lives and into our situations. And the Bible says that instantly the blind man could see. And he didn't go back and sit in the dirt after he began to see. What does the Bible say? He followed Jesus down the road. He had a new life, didn't he? He got on track with God and he went after God. I've just come to say with you tonight that some of you, your life might have been very hard to you. 
you might have been through some stuff that's been pretty hard. Maybe people have said and done some pretty terrible things to you. Or maybe you've made some big mistakes in your life. You might have come here sick. You may have even come here tonight blind. You might be dependent, not upon the Lord. You might be dependent upon something else. You might come here feeling like you can't get any lower than you are now. The question is this. It's not what has happened to you. The question is, what do you want? And how badly do you want it? Are you prepared to shout out when everybody else is telling you to be quiet? Are you allowing other people around you to intimidate you and cause you to stay stuck in that same place, never to move forward? Hallelujah. Are you prepared to ignore those voices? Are you prepared to cry out to Jesus, to break through, to get hold of your miracle, get hold of your blessing today in this place? Throw aside your dependence on man, throw aside your despair, throw aside your depression, and jump up today and get a hold of what God's got for you. You know, I've had the real joy of literally seeing sight restored to people uh, around the world a number of different times. And, and it's, it's very exciting when someone's vision is restored, when you pray for somebody and their face lights up because blurry vision has become clear and they can see something. And, and uh, you know, I even had one guy in the town where I was born in New Zealand a few years ago, he was wearing bottle bottom glasses you know those kind of glasses that just you look at them and their eyes are like monstrous because of the size of the glasses and uh, I prayed for this guy took his glasses off and he was able to read things and see things and and uh, I've seen him since that time about a couple of years he's never never worn those glasses since it's pretty awesome hey I love that sort of thing and uh, we had this one in Uganda there was a lady in Uganda who had a uh, a thing I think you might have been on that trip I don't know if you remember the story there was a lady there who was had a, a thing that she wore around in a um, like a little ticket thing that she wore around her neck that literally gave her a legal it was a uh, certificate to beg because she was legally blind and her sight was fully restored that was pretty awesome I mean you get that sort of thing happen I love that sort of a sort of a story but there was another one that happened in Kenya one time and I didn't see it personally I just heard it told to me which I thought was ridiculous but there was a man who was blind who was brought to one of the meetings this is up in the in the mountains in Kenya a few years back and uh, his eyes popped open in the meeting and he just got such a fright he got up and ran away I thought that was really sad but anyway it happened apparently and so it's pretty cool but I got something burning inside of me I want to see more blind eyes open I mean I want to see more deaf ears pop open I want to see more people get out of wheelchairs I want to see more incurable diseases healed I want to see more people from cancer healed I want to see the dead raised I've got something rising up inside me there's more there's more there's more amen and I'm going to keep on going I'm going to keep on going until my shadow is healing the sick on the sides of the road I don't know about you but I want to see God do more I want to see him do it and he wants to do it here in this place tonight amen He wants to touch people. He wants to raise people up out of crippling and demoralizing situations. He wants to lift you up into a new life. He wants to restore your vision. Some of you lost vision. You don't have vision. He wants to give you vision. And he wants you to follow him down the road into the incredible destiny that he's got in store for your life. Amen. Come on, let's stand up to our feet tonight. In the Word of God, amazing. I just love it. When you start unpacking a scripture, it's just got some nice stuff in there. And, uh, but it's, it's just so encouraging to each one of us here in this place tonight that God has got something in store for each one of us.
He's got something in store for you. Hallelujah. The light of the gospel, Jesus Christ, the light of the world, the Bible says, came to save sinners. He came to save us. He didn't come to condemn us. He came to turn the light on so that we could get a hold of truth, so that we could get a hold of God, so that we could be set free from the things that would drag us away from God and and take us to an eternity of, of damnation, eternity of darkness, eternity of suffering. He shone light into our darkness and He's shining light into our darkness here tonight. You might have heard people say something like this, I saw the light. Well, He saw the light. And this is what we're talking about. When you, when you get it, when you get hold of it, and, and, and not just listening and going, oh, yeah, it's getting it. It's when you get it, that's when you see the light. When it really, I got it. I, I'm going to throw my everything into this. I'm going to get a hold of Jesus. I'm going to throw away my past life and all that junk that I was hanging on. I'm going to get hold of God. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. And tonight in this place, if you have not yet thrown aside your old life of sin and taken a hold of Jesus Christ, I want to give you an opportunity right now because He's here in this place. His grace is towards you. His love is towards you. He's for you. He's not against you. He wants to restore you. Some of you here in this place, people have looked down on you for too long. You've even looked down on yourself for too long. But Jesus is here to raise you up tonight. He's here to transform you. He's here to even change your identity. And I want to give you an opportunity, right? And maybe we could close our eyes, bow our heads right now. And tonight in this place, if you want to say yes to Jesus, you want to reach out to Him and take hold of the hand of the Son of God, the Son of David, Jesus Christ, who heals Jesus Christ who restores, who redeems you. You want to be lifted up into a new life tonight, forgiven of your sins, given a brand new start, a new beginning. I want to give you an opportunity right now, wherever you are in this place. This morning, there was a number of people in each service who responded, who put their hand up and said yes and prayed a prayer with us and embraced Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And tonight, if you're in this place and you know you need to do that, while every eye is closed, while every head's bowed, I just want you to simply give me a wave. Wherever you are, just lift your hand up right now. Give me a wave. Anywhere in this building. God bless you, mate. Anyone else? Just give me a down up the back there. Good on you. A couple of people at the back. Fantastic. Anyone else? Give me a wave. You're saying, tonight, I want to put my hand in the hand of Jesus. I I, I need to be raised up out of the sin that my life is in. I want to take hold of the Savior tonight. Who else is there? Hold your hand up. Lift lift it up high so I can see. Wave it. I see your hand over there. That's great. Another one. That's fantastic. It's wonderful. He's here to redeem you. He's here to raise you up. He's here to bless you. He's here to do you good. Amen. He's a good God. Maybe you're standing with somebody tonight. You might have come with a friend who doesn't know the Lord. Why don't you turn to them tonight and say, hey, this is your moment. This is your opportunity. You can get a hold of Jesus. You can can get a new start tonight. Give them a nudge and maybe grab them by the hand. Even lift their hand up tonight. You can encourage you. You know what? Friends help friends get a hold of what they need. See, there were some people, they looked at Bartimaeus sitting on the side of the road and they just said, shut up. They put a pressure on him to remain where he was. But when Jesus spoke, something changed. And those people turned around and then they began to encourage him. They said, get up. He's calling you. Come. And today, 
if you if you really care, you can be someone who puts other people down, and you can be someone who helps bring other people up. And you can turn to a person right beside you tonight and just say to them, "Hey, do you need to get a hold of Jesus? Do you need this?" Or you might even be able to say to them, if you know them well, "You need this. This is your moment tonight." So if you've got someone next to you, encourage them, give them a nudge, grab them by the hand while every eye is closed, every head's bowed. Just raise their hand up. Come on, hold those hands up. Give me a wave. Who else is there tonight? Let me see your hand wherever you are. God bless you, mate. That's fantastic. That's awesome. Wonderful. Okay, we've had four or five people raise their hand. Who else tonight? Maybe you, you come to this place. You might have once prayed a prayer. It might have been a long time ago. But you've gone away from the Lord. And you haven't been walking with Him. You've gone off track. You didn't walk down the road with Jesus. You went and sat back in the dirt. And today, Jesus is calling your name again. And He wants you to get up and come to Him. And if that's you tonight, you know you need to get right with God. Turn away from that stuff that you've gone and got yourself defiled with again. And get back into right relationship with God. If that's you, while every eye is closed, while every head's bowed, you're saying, here's your moment. God's grace is towards you. He's not here to condemn you, and neither are we. We're here to help you connect with God to get that new start. Who's that tonight? You're saying, yeah, I want to come back. God bless you. That's great. Yeah, good on you, mate. Thank you. God bless you. Three hands raised up, four hands raised up. Good on you, mate. People getting right with God. That's fantastic. Up the back, I see your hand there. That's wonderful. And I just want to say one more thing. Maybe for you tonight, you're just not sure. Come to church, might be your first time, or you might have come a few times. You might even come regularly, but you're not sure if you're saved. You'd like to have that absolute certainty. You know, if, if I die, I, I want to really know that I'm going to have not maybe, not hope so, but I really want to know that I got to heaven, and I don't really have that really know yet, and I want that. And if that's you tonight, give me a wave, because we'll include you. God bless you, mate. That's great. Yep, I see you there. Anyone else? You want to have that assurance of salvation? All right, so what we're going to do is this. We're going to pray a prayer together. I'm going to lead you in a prayer. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.